Now, a guy who's willing to take down Berkman Plaza with his bare hands, J.P. Shatriff. At this point, it might be all it takes to get that thing down. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. My name's J.P. Shadrick. We have a busy couple hours in store on this Monday afternoon, as we usually do. Coming up, we'll hear from Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle Tony Baselli. They'll join us here in just a few moments. We'll recap week 10. The Colts over the Jaguars 23-17. And the Jags had the ball in their hands down six with two timeouts and a two-minute warning with about 2.15 to play and could not get it done. Offensive issues remain. The defense slowed down the Colts after an early surge. The special teams had some issues. We'll get to social media questions, a ton of those today. We'll go around the NFL. Here's some radio calls from around the league. Let's uh, touch on yesterday's game, the Colts over the Jaguars, 23-17. We mentioned the Jaguars' offense struggling again. They had six three-and-outs in eight first-half possessions. They had a, a touchdown, a long run by Jamal Agnew of 66 yards, and then they had a field goal right at the final gun of the first half. Other than that, three and outs, all first half long. The defense gave up 10 early points and then only two field goals in the final 10 possessions of the game. They stood up and played well against the Colts. The special teams uh, teams had issues. A blocked punt, a missed extra point, a missed field goal. After the game, head coach Urban Meyer proud of the team's second half fight. I just said on the radio that, you know, culturally, you know, I'm a big believer in culture. I'm a big believer in leadership. I always have been alignment, everybody working together. And enough with the almost, almost, almost. Uh, when we figure that out, that's when you win. And uh, I like what was said. I, I didn't say much after the game. Some players did. And we'll see how we show up next week against San Francisco in front of our home crowd. But I hate to say this because I usually try not to when you lose. But I. I I, that was at that second half where they on the road against a very good team. They played their tails off, man. And um, it wasn't pretty, but they could have sucked their thumb and left after the second quarter like you see some teams do. They didn't do that. So I, I hate to use the word proud, but I am. We'll hear more about the defensive performance coming up in just a little bit. But on offense, as we mentioned, the struggle throughout most of the day. Trevor Lawrence finished 16 of 35, passing 162 yards. And there were some issues, obviously, throughout the afternoon. Trevor Lawrence talking through it post game. Like I said, I'm, I'm hard on myself, and I expect to to play really well every every game and put us in a position to win. And just a lot of a lot of reasons offensively, we just didn't play great today. I thought we picked it up a little bit at the end of the third, um, or mostly in the fourth quarter. Um, but we just got to play better, and that starts with me. And so I'm hard on myself and got to get better, but. I mean, yeah, there's going to be things you got to go through and um, stay positive. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm doing right now. And, you know, the locker room is in, you know, good spirits. Obviously, we're, we're pissed off. We, you know, had a chance to win that game, should have won that game and, and didn't. So, um, but, you know, locker room's good and, you know, I'm, I'm good. Just got to, you know, let it, let it simmer for a day and then move on. And we got to go play San Francisco. So. Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli join us now on Jaguars Happy Hour as the Jaguars try to get back on track next week. San Francisco coming in. We're rehashing this game against the Colts. And a good afternoon, gentlemen. Pete, what's up, man? What is up? How are you, JP? We're hanging in there. Um, um, I, yeah. I feel sorry for that kid because he has no receiver help. 
I mean, it's just amazing how little he gets from his receiver position. And look, he's got to hold on to the football in the pocket. That was a bad play. But again, they get no help from the receivers. They the the design of the offense doesn't help him at all. I, I, I'm going to go back to a play. Antonio will probably agree with me on this, but the Arnold play to get him down to the tu- down to the what was it the two before they scored, right before they scored the touchdown. Yeah, the nice little slant. Uh, they picked. It was a great yeah. design. It was a design pick. They don't do enough of that. It was an easy pick to catch. They're not in the red zone very often, so it's hard to. Oh, that's but a, Tony, don't. But but that's a tight red zone play. That's a tight red zone. I get zone. it, but you can use those outside of the field too. I don't disagree, but he also misses stuff. I mean, he missed like he missed the touchdown. This is Chenault. They put him in the backfield. They had the wheel route, and yeah. he is running wide open down the sideline. He doesn't throw it. No, he missed that. And and uh, Agnew dropped a pass. I thought he should have, or two. I think he should have caught. Well, the deep um, one is a big play. Yeah, there's no consistency to their passing game at all. And I thought the offensive line actually protected him pretty well watching the tape. I thought they did okay. Well, the way I say it, Pete, is this, is that when you only score 33 points in three games in the NFL today, that it's not just any one position. You're across the board not playing well. And that, by the way, includes Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he's playing very well the last couple weeks. I don't think he's very accurate. I think he misses some guys. Um, I, I was so impressed with him in the pocket, even on that fumble. I thought he started like getting out of the pocket before he had to, instead of just kind of shuffling up like he's had in the past and looking down the field. So, you know, it is the in vogue thing to blame uh, to blame the wide receivers. And I'm not saying they're playing well. I'm not saying they're dynamic, but. I'm not sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing very good football either right now. Well, it's hard to play good football when you don't have anybody open. Yeah, but, but, but Pete, that's – I mean, go watch the tape. I disagree with that. When they play man, it's always tight windows when it's man. You have to throw people open. You have to throw – lead them. And, by the way, he had a deep out that was open. He missed. The one was that to uh, Marvin Jones? Is that that one? Yes, he just flat missed yeah. it. Yeah, he skipped it. Yeah, he skipped it. He skipped. He's got to hit that. He also threw a back shoulder throw to Marvin Jones. That was a great throw. I mean, there there are moments where you look at it, and you go, yeah, but there are so many. I, I just think there's so much at play here. Scheme development. Receivers don't run. They're slow, and and I think he starts pressing a little bit when when it gets into that because, again. It's easy. And I, I, I've actually heard people, and you guys live there, were there people actually talking about benching him and going to the backup quarterback? I saw that on Twitter. How stupid is that? Yeah, I, I don't know I re- that. I, I refuse to enter into dumb conversations. Yeah. Um, and that's a dumb conversation if you think that, like, in any universe, benching Trevor Lawrence at this point is a smart move. Like, I mean, that's the, he hasn't that's played stupid. poorly enough to even warrant a bench if he was a veteran quarterback, let alone a rookie quarterback. Give me a break. I mean, look, he's not playing up to the standards that I thought he would play to, but there are a lot of circumstances at play here. Anybody who's ready to bench him or sit him down or blame him is being misguided. A couple instances I mean, where he, it felt like he was double clutching a little bit, you know. I don't know what that was about. If you went back and watched it 
Tony, Pete. I mean, I, I think he's. I think he's hesitant. Yeah. I don't think he's trusting what he's seeing. If you're asking me, I don't think he's trusting his receivers. That's part of trusting what you're seeing, Pete. Well, what is he seeing? He's seeing guys blanketed. And when they're well, not blanketed, I, I think he's so surprised that he miss. Sometimes he misfires. Well, I, I think you're. I think you're giving him too much of a pass, in my opinion. Um, well, I mean, okay, go through the plays that he's. He, he he made bad throws on Sunday. You can go through all of them, and you can, okay. He missed. He missed. Uh, Chanel. But it's not just yeah. he missed. He, it was a terrible short yardage. If he just puts it on him, it's a first down. He had a deep out to um, Marvin Jones. He had another back shoulder to Marvin Jones. He missed both those. He um, he was rushed, and you can argue there's pressure to Dan Arley through it early. Um, I guess the more con- so that's those. And then I just how many think- drops were there? Three or four? Yeah, oh, that's, at least. But Pete, you and I are saying. I'm saying the same thing. I don't think it's all him. No, I, I don't think, think I don't think it's all him either. I think it's a combination of bad receivers, bad scheme. He's not his confidence looks like he's getting a little. I, I would agree with you on that. He's not the same confident guy he was three weeks ago. I think his confidence is starting to get a little wane a little bit, and he's getting jumpy. The, the, Tony, you're right. If you go back and watch the tape, the last play that where he lost the ball, he looks like he might have. Agnew up the field if he would throw just, it. Just take a deep breath, slow everything down. It looked like, and like a couple times, like even on those spot routes, like hit your fifth step, let it go, pick a go. And I just think he's a little bit, he's not the, as decisive. That's um, good as he's, as he's been. I'm not like, and people are like, are you worried? I'm like, no, I'm not worried. Worried about him? No, like the least of my worries. But. I also cannot worry about a guy and say a guy's not playing well, and I don't think he's playing very well right now. No, he's he, – and, again, he's not not playing well, but there are so many circumstances at play that and, – and most first and foremost, the design of the offense stinks. I mean, I just put that out there. I hate it. Well, we know that, Pete. H- hates you, a strong you, shirt, I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I hate it. <laughs> wow. That's a strong word, Pete. Before you brought it out. Well, I, well, I mean, when you watch the tape, you come away from the tape looking at the at the offensive line. I thought, for the most part, they were pretty solid on Sunday. When you agree? I said, yeah, I said the same thing in, in, uh, this morning. I was, and Jeff Prosser was yelling at me saying how bad the offensive line is. I'm like, <laughs> like, are you watching the same thing like I'm watching? When you watch the, the, the tape, I thought they did a pretty good job on Sunday. Now, there were some – Norwell probably had the most struggles – in pass he's protection. The, he's playing the Forrest Buckner. He's pretty dang good. Right. Well, he's supposed to be pretty dang good, too. He makes a lot of money. I understand that, but you you sometimes are like, it's not going to go your way every play. Did you you watch the tape of the offensive lineman? I'm sure you did already. And you watched not, the game. Not, not, not in its in entirety yet. But, you would, I mean, if you did, you would say that Norwell, the guys, had the roughest go of it. That, that sure. one, I think. Yeah. I, I don't, I and, don't and Tony's right. Ben Barch is getting better. I thought Shatley, Shatley's a fighter, man. Shatley will fight you. He's not the yeah. most physical gifted guy. He's fine. And Juwan Taylor is next. Cam had his best well. game. He had well. maybe his best game. He's getting better Quitty. and better. The right tackle. Quiddy's not the most dangerous no. pass rusher in the history of the mankind either. But And the right tackle was better than he's been. Yeah, I, I just don't – I think – I don't think Trevor 
just it didn't look comfortable and decisive. How about, that's the best way I can put it. That's perfect. Not comfortable, decisive is actually a good description for it. Yeah. And yeah. then now it doesn't uh, help matters when the running back is obviously not a hundred percent out there trying to run around. James Robinson, they gave it a go early, said green light, let's play, and then it felt like he was better as the game went along, but early, you know, just didn't look right with James. What do you think? Yeah, man? I don't. Once he got going a little bit, he was fine. I, I didn't. I mean, he popped a couple of runs. I, I didn't think he was d- that much different than what he's been. Yeah, there was and, one. And the, rea- and the reality is, I mean, it's, I, I don't think he was 100. percent I think he, you're better when he is 100. percent The reality is, is you have to get something outside. Like you have to get, and and I'm again, I'm not blaming everything on the receivers, but how about a catch? and take it to the house. How about a, you know, how about a catch in a 20 yard run? Like, how about something a little bit, you know, extra. And so it's because the game becomes easier and that's just something we're not seeing right now. And, and it's going to be hard. Like when was the last time somebody caught a slant with 55? Can't remember. (laughs) Right. I mean, LaVisca Chenault did it earlier in the year, right? He caught one to the left side, broke a tackle and then ran like 60 yards. Didn't he? So my, I guess here's and here's their thing. If you're Trevor Lawrence and you drop back, where are you going? Where you're like, okay, this guy's gonna be open eighty percent of the time. Like, where's that like nope. comfort? The, the 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 only comfort guy is Arnold. Dan Arnold's the guy <laughs> right now. That's right. That's it. That's the comfort. He's the leading target. Wait, he's a leading receiver. He's a leading yardage receiver since he's arrived here. You would think that because of the speed, Agnew would be that guy, but he's dropped balls, and you could just tell that there's he's struggling in his own mind a little bit, it looks like. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think he struggles with the deep ball. I think he's fine with the crossers and the short stuff. I think he struggles with the deep ball. Yeah, and that's something you got to learn as a receiver. Sure. you got to uh, track the ball. I'm not even being critical of him. I just, I just think that's a part of the development. I mean, he was a DB two years ago. Right. What did LaVisca have as usual? Three for 15 yesterday? Isn't that what it was? Three for 15 on eight targets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> does he get anything? I mean, okay, he had the wheel route out of the backfield, but I was like, does he have anything down the field for him or medium cross or skinny posts or crosses or any, anything in the middle of the field? That's another thing. On, on there, a lot of their plays, everything is outside. It, it's like get something in the middle of the field sometimes. Well, the other thing that just, I mean, it's just so interesting this year. If you look at it during training camp, everything was about, you know, Visca is going to be a big part of this offense, how we give him the ball. We're going to use him in different ways. He's a weapon. We just have not seen that developed at all. He had a, I, I thought, Watching the tape, that I thought that when he ran the ball, the one play out of the backfield, the one play, it looked like he was going to pop that for about 20 yards. But the receiver, and I think it was Treadwell, one of those, Barbara Jones, didn't block the end of the line defensive back. And he came down the line and kind of tripped them up a little bit. Do you remember that play? It looked like yeah, he was popping first, through. I, I thought the first run he had, the outside zone, if he cuts, if he plants it and cuts back to the inside, there's a huge hole. But yeah, it was. Like on the booth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. and he uh, and that's because you're not a running back. 
<laughs> right. Has you really been able to see that before? We've got plenty ahead on offense. We'll come back, though, and touch on the defensive performance. After an early surge by the Colts in the first quarter, the Jaguars' defense played big yesterday. And, of course, in the second hour, we'll have your social media questions. We'll go around the National Football League. We're just getting started. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like we did well on defense. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, definitely had some missed opportunities, and I'll include in my play. Um, but I feel like we did really well. We turned things around. I feel like the main thing, the main conversation we had going into halftime is getting back to our ball. Um, I feel like first half, you know, uh, you know, you go back to the last game, we were a very energetic, you know, defense, talking, you know, communicating, having fun with it, enjoying it. And um, my main thing was getting everybody to calm back down, you know. Um, so going into that third quarter, um, you can see everybody starting to lighten up, lighten up a little bit, enjoy this game, talk a little bit more communicate a little bit more and start to change things around. So we just got to utilize that and keep that, you know, and going into each game, each quarter, got to continue to play our ball, focus on the defense. That's Shaquille Griffin, Jaguars cornerback, and it's Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick along with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. We recap the Week 10 loss for the Jaguars to the Indianapolis Colts. 23-17 the final score at Lucas Oil Stadium. We talked a lot of offense earlier, but the defense was a positive in yesterday's game. Now, in the first quarter, you thought, oh, my goodness, this thing could get out of hand. It was 17-0. There was a field goal. There was a blocked punt, which we'll get to a little bit later. That was returned for a touchdown. And then Jonathan Taylor capped off an eight-play drive with a four-yard touchdown score. And in the first quarter, uh, Taylor had uh, 93 yards rushing. And the Jaguars' defense seemed to be reeling, but then they put together three consecutive three-and-outs on defense after Agnew scored the touchdown for the Jaguars, make it 17-6. And the rest of the day, uh, Tony, they gave up two field goals in the final ten possessions for Indy and gave this team at least a chance. If anything would have happened on the other side beyond what happened, they might have won the game. I mean, they gave up 16 points, if you look at it, to a team that's averaging over the last four games over 30 and 26 on the year. I mean, they were outstanding. Um, and everyone goes, well, what happened those first two drives? Well, you see a lot of times in games where, you know, the offense comes out, they get hot, and it takes a little bit of time for the uh, defense to settle in. And I thought they got a little bit um, outmanned early. Um, the their running zone and the combination blocks on the backside. They're getting the linebackers getting good movements on the three techniques. And then after the first couple drives, I thought they were much more physical and did a better job in allowing those you know linebackers to run backside. They closed that you know backside C gap down better, more aggressively. You know taking that away, so there wasn't a cutback there. So I just thought the defense. I'm not sure. You know, what else you can ask for? I mean, I guess not giving up that one touchdown drive, but, you know, it, it was uh, – they gave up 16 points, and the Jags, you know, have allowed a punt block, so that's 23, and make it 24. And I guess with the two-point conversion um, – uh, I, mean, I, I mean, with the, give it uh, 24 with the, the extra point, and they just can't – you know, the Jaguars' offense hasn't scored 24 points this year. Nope. They have a, a high-level, high-watermark of 23. If uh, 
you know, the first opening drive, they pushed him around a little bit, I thought. And, first, and first, first two drive beats. It was Hamilton on the field to start. I don't think he was on the field to start early in that game. And, that, and then I put they put him in there, and I think they realized he should be on the field for the run defense. Uh, and, I don't know. I, I thought Malcolm Brown was on there the first couple drives, and then he played great in the second half, too. Yeah, I he just, played. Malcolm Brown played well. Taven Bryant made some plays. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, I don't think it was anything about changing personnel or anything. I just think sometimes early in a game, offense gets in a rhythm. They get it going. You're playing – on your heels a little bit. You just got to get, you know, your, you know, sorts, you know, your, uh, get your sorts about you and, and you go about playing. And I think they did that. They did a good job. You know, what's interesting about the defense is like, even I thought Tyson Campbell's getting better. He's getting better. That's a good sign. Um, you know, they, you, the way they use Rudy Ford helps them. Um, yep. And, and I think, uh, you know, like you mentioned it, Tony, all year we've been waiting for those down guys as a group to start playing in the last two weeks, they've played much better. And I think that's the big one of the biggest difference. Josh Allen looks so much quicker and more explosive than he was early in the season, doesn't he? Yeah, playing playing good football all around. And and Chase on made a tackle yesterday in the past on third down. Remember in the yeah. flat? Yeah, it's great. But they still they still need that other guy. Like well, who? the last two weeks that. The last two weeks, they played really good defense, Pete. I, mean, yeah, I think Joe Cohen. Joe Cohen's done some really good things too to get guys freed. Yeah, they've, 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 they've given up twenty-five points. I mean, no, twenty-two points defensively last two games. Yeah, I mean, it, but but again, I think he's scheming up some things to get guys free to the quarterback, and I think he's done a really good job. And you're, and you're seeing more and more of that around the league. And I think they play hard defensively. They do play hard. They do play hard. They they have to be encouraged about that group, you know. There's still uh, yeah. you still need the you still need the pass rusher, another one. Um, but I think going forward, that has to give you some hope on that side of the ball. Yeah, remember coming definitely in, progress. Yeah, uh, and you know the Jags have been pretty good against the run this year. In fact, they were top five in yards per carry allowed. But Taylor came in and and was among the best in the league in that department. And after that first quarter, they just shut it down altogether. What did he have on that one run? It was what, 40? 34. Or 34 like that? on the first play. Yeah. I mean, that. So you. You know what was a big play that game that no one will talk about? Second quarter, third or fourth possession, the Colts have it. They run toss crack. He goes like for 40. And it gets called back the on holding. a questionable holding call. Yeah. And, and if you look at the tape, it's a not. I mean, it's like, how do you call holding? That's one of those plays that if they don't call holding there and the Colts get that plus 40, do they just keep on rolling? Right. And that put them behind the chains. They go three and out. Yep. And everything from that point, the Colts never really had another good run for the rest of the game. It's just interesting, you know, sometimes how those plays, like, what if they don't throw the flag there? It was a questionable one anyways. Probably didn't have anything to do with, the, you know, the, the success of the run. But they do throw it, so it sets them back. It gets you three and out, and all of a sudden, like something changes. Now, I, I think those are such interesting moments in a ball game, um, and that one worked out for the Jags. Yeah, that. By the been... way, we, we while we're talking about defense, and I know we've talked about offense and defense already, but we we've glossed over something here before the show even started. Oh gosh, what? Didn't didn't our our fellow over here lock the game last week? I think he did. <gasps> 
<laughs> we, we can run back the tape if you want. I don't, you know. I mean, did you think we were going to forget about that episode? Come on. Come on. In two hours? Of course not. <laughs> we're not I forgetting. Did. I was right. They were 10 point dogs. They lost by three. No, you didn't, you didn't lock that. You locked the win. What are you talking about? It's about points, baby. I locked it. No. JP, uh, what no, did he lock? No, yeah, he locked a straight up win, and that didn't happen. I said it would be close, and you said they would win. So I won. You lost. If you find tape that said where I said win, I don't know. You didn't like, say win. You locked it that they would. Yes, you did. I said you They have a victory. I said, take the Jags, lock it, and victory. Yeah, there was a victory. If you took the Jags and points. Oh, my God. He's giving betting advice. Don't lock. People are already on. I saw somebody on Twitter saying, please don't allow him to lock anything anymore. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll uh, come back in a moment. A little more offensive talk. we got to get on special teams, too. They had some issues in the game yesterday. Uh, I don't know what that was, but I think that was him reacting to special teams, which is about right in some instances yesterday. Of course, check out the official Jaguars podcast network. It's free on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, and give us that five-star rating as always. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We have a lot of belief right now in that locker room, and you know I'm I'm pretty hard on myself. And when you have the chance to win the game, and you fumble on the last drive, especially when you have a great drive going, and we had all the belief on the sideline, like that just that just stings when you know you end the game that way. And I'm disappointed in myself, frustrated, but I know I know how far we've come. And I mean, you look back compared to the first couple weeks of the season, it's night and day of where we're at. And we got a, a locker room full of guys, you know, coaches and players that believe, and we're on the right track. But I'm, this one, this one hurts just because I'm frustrated in myself. Had a chance to go win the game and got to do that, and I had, I had no doubt we were going to win the game. The whole offense believed it, and just got to finish. That's Trevor Lawrence, Jaguars quarterback, of course, after the loss in Indianapolis yesterday. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick with CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco and. Pride of the Jaguars left tackle Tony Baselli. Got to finish, Pete. Got to finish. They had they had it set up. They had the ball. They had uh, just over two minutes. They had the two-minute warning, two timeouts, and gave it up. Yeah, okay. He said they believed. I guarantee you, if you put most of the fans on a lie detector, they wouldn't have believed. Not the way that offense has been playing all year. I mean, you would like to think that that would have happened, but I, I mean, were you encouraged that they would go down and get points? I mean, Are you asking me? I mean, I mean, <laughs> either one of you. I mean, the that's how you, you have it set up. They had not proven that all day, at least consistently, but they had Correct. scored earlier. They had a ten play drive earlier in the half. It's not like they had not moved the ball at all. You know. No, I, yeah, I get I, it. I was. I would say this. I would say it was. It was a coin flip for me because the way the game was going, like you could see the Jags winning that just because they had all momentum and they had really you know, won the last three quarters of that football game. So, at the same time, the Jags scoring points and putting a long drive together, it was like low percentage based on the last three weeks of football we've seen. 
So I, I get what you're saying, Pete, but it, I got to admit, it did have that feel like, here they come. They're going to find a way to win this mm-hmm. thing. The Colts are going to mess it up. It just felt like one of those games. Yeah, I, I I felt it a little bit, but I in the back of your head, you know, there's not going to be any chunk plays. So well, that's had the problem. To, right. Well, they were there's chipping no away plays. on that drive, right? I mean, they had short plays to kind of get where they got on the last drive. Yeah, but Pete's point, JP, it's hard to score consistently without chunk plays. I'm with you. When you, like, when you don't play? get chunk plays, things go wrong, and that's what something went wrong. You fumble. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. go wrong when you don't get chunk plays. How many plays on Sunday did they have of over 20 yards? Passes over 20, runs over 12. Stand by. Well, you had the, you had the Agnew touchdown one. Yeah, a couple. Okay, 66. Yeah, 66, yeah. so that's I've, one. Got, I've got them right here. Uh, Agnew, a left in 66 yard touchdown run. A 24 yarder, Lawrence deep right to Dan Arnold. 24 yards. That was in the second quarter. A 23 yarder, Lawrence to Marvin Jones in the fourth quarter. Back shoulder. Third, that's the back shoulder. Play. 23 yarder, uh, that was a penalty, defensive holding. It was a left in run by James Robinson of 18 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, that's it. So three four. twenty plus four or three four 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 of twenty plus. Yeah, uh, got to have you got to have more than that. It's average, um, at best, average and, at best, probably below yeah. average. <laughs> and when you really look at it, the the back shoulder to Marvin Jones was a great play by Marvin Jones. It's not like he was open or anything. I wonder what the average JP. You might have this. What's the average? You know. Big play uh, for a team in a, in a given game. Like, what's the average? It's like seven 20, big plays, twenty plus or more. Well, I think the way they actually do it is it's if you, it, to be considered a big play, and every team uses a little bit different metrics. I don't want to say right. twelve yard twelve yard run and like a sixteen plus yard pass yeah. is considered a big play, or maybe it's eighteen yards. That's a good question. I know that um, like um, you know the stats dot com people go twenty five yard passes and ten yard runs. And by yeah, so whatever it is, just pick one. Yeah, I'll say this: the the Jaguars have twelve plays of twenty five yards or more in the air this year, and that is tied for twenty seventh in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know what bad. that is per game. It's not good. The most Arizona has the most at twenty eight. Well, it's hard to get plays over twenty five yards when you have like a brick wall at twenty. You can't get through. <laughs> I mean, how the hell you can't run through a brick wall? <laughs> you can't get those plays. There's like a force field there. If you go past 20 yards, they just stop. But I mean, we're not, we're not very explosive. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you're what trying to say. That's what he's trying to say. That might be, that might be the nicest thing Baselli's ever said. Hey, let's go to let's go to special teams because I mean, uh, you know. Well, yes, that, offense did not play great again. Yeah. And yes, chunk yardage is a problem. Yes, Trevor Lawrence needs to be played better. Yes, you need weapons. You need, I mean, all that stuff. Like the offensive line, I agree with Pete watching the tape. Played, you know, fine. Um, but you have you have you have a lack of playmaker issue. Um, and you're not addressing that this year. So how do you score points? Because you did have the ball at the end with a chance to win it um, if you go make a couple plays. And it would be nice if you could go hit stuff down the field. And there was a couple – I mean, I thought that deep in route to, you know, 
it was that I mean deep end. It was like third and thirteen, third and twelve. The uh, Treadwell was a nice play. I mean, you just need more big plays, like more chunk yardage. They work down the field. It just seems like it's such torture, you know, the check down just to find a way, you know, to hopefully get down there and score some points. So what happened? Laborious. The, what's that, Pete? It's laborious. 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 <laughs> deep in the thesaurus tonight. I like that. Uh, so what happened on the uh, blocked punt? Urban said today it was a missed assignment. What did you see on tape? Today, yeah. Tony? A bad, bad count, bad missed assignment. I think it was Chappelle. He's 49, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he, he had three to that side. They, it's three for three. It's not hard. His guy loops to the inside. The guy on the, you know, the guy on the guard inside of him switches off to go take the guy inside and Chappelle just keeps on working to the outside. I'm like, it's a man protection. You just got the guy that's looped inside. Switch it off. That should never happen. That was just it was a bad play. MA. I mean he, he took it off his leg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean you don't see that a lot in the NFL. He took it off his leg. Because he was like unimpeded, he just unimpeded, just went. <laughs> it's amazing. And then Admit it, you guys were cutting the kicker at one point. No, see, no. I mean, he missed an extra point. Okay. So here, here's he missed a thing. fifty-one missed yarder. It's long. I don't know about that. So the missed extra point. Well, here's here. Let me give you my overall summary of the kicker. One, he should not be kicking off. He can't get it to the end zone. Get Logan Cook out there, who booms it in the end zone, because they got some good good returns, and you're playing with fire. Sooner or later, someone's taking to the house call. Because not only does he kick it short, they're not very high sometimes. So that's my first thing. Um, the kid completely surprised me with my making the 55-yarder. I mean, the first game of the year, he couldn't get it from 51. Yeah. And he just banged a 55-yarder. And that was good by four or five yards. Mm -hmm. um, missed extra point, unexcusable. Like, Pete, if I were to tell – let's say he made that extra point, okay? Let's just say he made it. And oh. if I would have told you – he would have gone one for two over 50 yesterday. You'd be like, okay, that's pretty good. One that's for two fine. 50. Right. That's fine. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. But he missed, the extra, he missed the extra point. I get that. But, like, let's call it what it is. It's not missing the field goal. But then last week he missed three of them in one play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, one. So there's that's concern there. I know, but there's <laughs> concerns there. There's There are concerns there. And the kickoff, you're accurate. Yarder. The guy's been the nailed from 50-plus all year. Like, come on. You missed the extra point, JP. Make I know that. I, I, say it every, I, sit there, I sit there in front of these. I got nine games on at once. I'm sitting there. All these kickers, it's your job. Just make your damn kick. It's your job. You kick all day in practice. That's all you do. It's the it, Make your damn kicks. And, you know, I send that out, and people get mad at me. And Josh Scobie, to his credit, said, you know what, Pete? You're right. Make the damn kicks. He's missed two out of nine, okay? He's missed two out of nine extra points he's kicked. Just saying. That's not good. That's not good. I know it's not good. I'm just telling JP, you the stats. I'm just actually, whatever. Actually, JP, that's terrible. Like, you shouldn't have said that. Like, you're killing my whole argument. I'm just telling you what the numbers say. I Whatever. And I, I just, well, the, way I'm just said, you. the way you said it, JP, like, oh, he only missed two of nine. I mean, the way you, like, like he missed like, two of 99. He missed nine of nine, I guess, you know, in theory. No. JP, that's no. Look. There's some questions about him as a kicker. He's made some kicks. We got to give him credit for his kicks. But Tony made a good point about the kickoffs. 
He can't get called. Or, you know, maybe, you know, get some first no, downs on offense to get it closer for him. I don't know. Like, how about that? No. We're, just, we're talking about kickoff. Kick I know. Oh, yeah, no kickoff. Yeah, he shouldn't be kicking off. Yeah, you're right. With you on that. Cook's got a big enough leg to get that through the back of the end zone, doesn't he, when he kicks off? Tony? Yes, he kicks it. Yes. Yeah. Cook's uh, – Logan Cook can kick it all the way through the whole thing. Yeah, why don't they do – why don't they just use him? I don't know. There are certain things that I don't have answers to, Pete. That's one of them. Uh, that's shocking. You have an answer for everything, Tony. Well, I can give you my opinion, but I don't have an answer. Pete has an answer for everything. That's for sure. Well, I bet Joe DiCamillo's would have an answer for it. <laughs> I'll take a timeout. <laughs> did I really need to go there? <laughs> I think you did. It's time for a timeout. We're back with plenty more ahead. We'll look at the AFC South standings. You know what they are. We'll take a look anyway. And in the second hour coming up in just a little bit, we'll get to your social media questions and go around the NFL. This is Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. and Fat Tony, Jaguars today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, and veterans choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Jaguars Happy Hour, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Vaselli, recapping a Week 10 loss for the Jaguars that dropped them to 2-7. and seven. It was 23-17, the final score at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. The offense didn't play that well overall. The defense played pretty well, and the special teams had their blunders yesterday. So the AFC South standings, as you would probably expect, have not changed too much. The Tennessee Titans lead the way in the AFC South with another win. They're 8-2, undefeated in the division. Indy just can't gain any ground at all. 5-5, five and five, they're trying to sneak back into that wild card mix. There's a bunch of teams bunched up in the middle of the AFC right now. And maybe, just maybe, they can kind of hang around and see what the next month and a half brings. Jacksonville 2-7, and seven, Houston at 1-8, and eight, the only win for Houston, you guessed it, against the Jaguars, week one. They were off this week. The Texans had a bye. So, you know, Indy can't gain any ground, Pete, but uh, do you think they can make a little surge and sniff around a wild card, or are they out of it? No, in the AFC, everybody's in it. That's I what I thought. I think there's going to be a lot of teams sniffing around that last wild card. No, we lost Pete. We lost Pete. Yeah, that's there's one. one. Pete, are then, you back with us? Then where do the other? Where, yeah, I'm here. Okay, we lost. And then where do the other two come? Where do the other two come from? We lost the first you know, part of what the Patriots you said. Are one, if you think the Patriots are one of the teams, where's the other one come from? Hmm. So you got what? Pittsburgh. You get the other two. The other two wild card teams. Who the? Well, first of all, first of all, the Patriots. Does Indy get in? The Patriots. Okay, so so either the Bills. Okay, so either the Bills or the Patriots are one of the wild card teams. So then you got to get two other ones. Are the Colts going to get in? I'm going to tell you right now. You want you want me to you want me to tell you the playoffs right now? Yeah, please. Yeah, this should be good. Here, this will be good. So, um, the ooh, this is tough. Tennessee in. 
Buffalo. Well, we know the division. Let's go through the division winners. Do the division winners first. Okay. okay. Buffalo I'm, I'm or New England? I'm going to say Buffalo. Tennessee. I'm going to say Buffalo, Tennessee. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm still, I think Kansas City is just too good offensively. Right. Uh, Kansas City. And I'm going to say Baltimore. Okay, so there's your division winners. Now we are, we, we are, me and JP had already got to this part where we said either, so that means New England, one of the wild card teams. Who are the other two? Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the, New, New England. I'm going to say Pittsburgh, and I'm going to say. Chargers? Yeah, are they out of the West? Is it Chargers or Vegas? Hmm. I'm going to say Cincinnati. That, Cincinnati. So, so you, so you have, you have, Colts not getting in then. No. Wow. Yeah, I don't. But you have them. This, so the, the the AFC South is easy for the power rankings this week. It's just how the standings are. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I, I thought for sure, and I was a drive away from flipping the whole thing. <laughs> or. Your guarantee meant it wasn't happening, one or the other. Dang it. Didn't work out, unfortunately. Did not. Did not. How about the Titans? Um, Do you think that – wait, before we get to the Titans, do you think that's a good Colts team? Hmm. I'm not – like, where does the pressure come on defense? Like, where's the pass rusher? You know, Darius Leonard's a stud. Secondary's secondary is just a, secondary is okay. okay. They have no like. Tell me their receiving threat. Like who's None. scary as a receiver? No. Pittman. None. Like if if you had a good speed guy, Pittman would be a right. great like like. Correct. He's a number two guy to a speed guy. But there's no like. T-Y- they Hill. don't scare. They don't scare T-Y- down the field. No, they don't scare down the field at all. And the quarterback's just okay. The offensive line is. It used to be good, but it, 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 right now, the way it's constructed, it isn't. Well, I mean, I think it's it's okay, but Quentin Nelson's beat up. He's not moving very well. Oh, my God. He would, he had a bad he, – he, he just doesn't look as physical. And in pass protection on Sunday, he was he was awful. I mean, not awful, but awful for him. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it was, he wasn't dominant. Let's put it that, yeah, That's what I was He saying. ducked his head a bunch, Tony. That's he, he, Is that – when you get hurt. Is that something that happens? Well, well, if you don't have confidence, if you don't have confidence in your uh, ability to anchor, that can't happen. I mean, yeah. you can start duck, ducking a little bit, and and, uh, and I mean, in a, around, mi- in a million to- yeah, in a million years, I never thought I'd utter this sentence. Taven Bryan made Quentin Nelson look like a B player on one play on Sunday. Yeah, but you <laughs> can't take one play. Well, but I mean, there wasn't just one play. There were other plays where guys made him look bad. But Taven Bryan did. That's the. I mean, Taven Bryan. Taven Bryan. I'm going to give him credit. He played. Some, he made some good plays on Sunday. That's two games in a row. Um. I don't yeah, know. I just. Right. I mean, if you you when you watch Quentin Nelson, you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. He just doesn't look the same dominant guy that he used to be. Hmm. Who else was making plays on Quentin Nelson? Who else was going after him, Pete? Oh, um, Roy Robertson Harris got him once. Yeah, Um, I think Malcolm Brown. 
I think Gostas even got him once. Gostas even got him once on one of those plays. So that it, it wasn't good. It wasn't a good. And they weren't sacks, but they led like the one. I think Malcolm Brown Pressure. got 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 a hand on him. Remember, he tried that stupid pass where he tried to push it. <laughs> Wentz, why does he do that? Yeah, exactly. Don't know idea. So, Not good. Yeah, there you have it. So the defense had a good day. Offense uh, leaving. Some things to be desired, obviously. We talked about that week to week. And then special teams did not have their best day. They've had good days earlier in the season. Uh, yesterday was not one of them. So the Jaguars. Hey, Pete, can, yes. I, can I say something real quick? Yes, Pete. The, the defense is better as a unit than they are when you break them down individually. And that's a, that, I think that's a tribute to them as playing hard. It's also a tribute to the coaches on that side of the ball. Because when you pick them apart one by one, they're playing better than what they are as players. And, and they're playing above that, their their talent, I think, individually. And that's a good sign. And you need that. You really do. So, I, I you know, I give the coaches on that side of the ball and the players on that side of the ball credit because they, they're much better uh, as a group than they are individually, I think. Where have they gotten better the, the most, you think, over the, the last few weeks? Where have they improved the most? Well, I think the run defense has been good all year, but it's those guys up front are playing better, I think, even than they were. And well, I think they've done a lot of things to get them free up front in the pass rush, too, in recent well, weeks. They're getting, yeah, they're getting more pressure on the quarterback, that's for sure. Um, there's no doubt about that. They're just The overall pressure is better. And I think they've simplified stuff in the back half, so you're not seeing guys run wide open. Like, you're not you're not seeing guys get beat mentally. Um and I think guys are playing faster because I think they're probably doing a little bit less when it comes to coverages on the back half. And, you know, putting Rudy Ford in there and the way they use him has helped them a lot, too. I mean, he's not a straight line guy. He's a fast guy, but he's not. You're going to if you get wiggle on him, I think you're going to have problems. But they've covered that up with the way they use him. And I think it's been smart the way they've used him. So all good steps for the Jags defense. And we've reached the end of our number one. It has flown by here on Jaguars Happy Hour on this Monday. Still to come, I'll look back uh, one more time at week number 10, the loss to the Colts. We'll keep it real with Robert Mondavi. That's coming up. We'll get to your social media questions, and we'll go around the National Football League in week 10 and get some highlights from around the league. Jaguars fall in week 10 to the Indianapolis Colts. We are through one hour and one hour to go. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was awful. Um, the first half, you know, that, uh, you know, accumulation of errors, and, and uh, but they responded, they came back, a defense, you know, the one thing about that locker room, man, they fight for each other, they care about each other, and, um, but I saw what you saw. Out of sync is probably not a strong enough word or description of an offense. Uh, but then second half, you came down with the ball in your hand and a chance to go win it. So I'd rather focus on, well, focus on getting things fixed, but also focus on the, focus on the uh, you know, the, the relationship in that lock, in the locker room we're dealing with right now. That's head coach Urban Meyer after the loss yesterday at Indian. Welcome back. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. 
Recapping the Jaguars' loss to the Indianapolis Colts 23-17 after an early flurry by the Colts' offense. The Jags' defense stood tall. That was the highlight yesterday. They only allowed two field goals in the final 10 possessions for Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor had 93 yards in the first quarter rushing, but only 23 yards after that point. The Jags' defense played pretty well. They allowed only, uh, has now allowed the defense only one touchdown over the last two games span, of course, a 9-6 to win last week. The Jags' offense, though, another story, another rough day. Six of the first seven drives were three and outs, including three straight in the second quarter that each started right around their own 40-yard line. Good field position just wasted in certain points. And then special teams issues, a missed assignment, on the left side of the line led to a block punt early and a 10-0 advantage. Uh, later, kicker Matthew Wright missed an extra point and a 51-yard field goal. And the Jags are now 2-7. and seven. They've got back-to-back home games coming up, guys. The 49ers and the Falcons. And then two difficult road trips to Los Angeles to face the Rams and Nashville to meet the Titans. That's the state of affairs today, Pete. Yeah, and look, they're getting better. They're a better football team than they were even a month ago, and that's a good sign. They're still not a good football team by any stretch of the imagination, but they play hard on defense especially, and, and I think that carries over week by week, and, and that's why there has to be some encouragement in terms of where they are and what they're doing. I mean, the offense is limited. It's going to be limited. There's nothing changing that this year, nothing. There will be so nothing changing. Pete, so you're basically at the halfway point now. I mean, you know, because – or just past it because 17 games it's hard to halfway point was at halftime against the Colts so right <laughs> we got you got it on your half halfway to the season report at halftime <laughs> so let, let's say we're at the halfway point right now they're two and seven eight games left starting zero and zero what's their record after these eight games oh goodness like how many well no, I'm curious of how many they win of the eight because I got asked that today two two. And so I said, they said, how many teams, you know, I was asked today, how many games are the Jags going to win? And I said, you know, it's funny. Nothing has changed from what I said at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, at, you know, in preseason, I said, I thought this team would win four to six. Games. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> are you forgetting when you said, what do you say, JP, 11, 11 or 12 11. at one point? I said 11. I said 14 and three. It was a joke, 14 <laughs> and three. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Then you saw him play, and you went, oh, wait a second, let's amend that. Uh-oh. No, Pete, you know, in every serious no, I conversation, I said four to six. And someone asked me, he says, what do you think? They're playing better. How many games do you think they win? I said, I still think they're going to win four to six. Like, I think they'll win at least two more, makes it gives them four. But if you told me they went five and five, I mean, not five and five, if they went 500 at the end of the season, okay, because I could see them beating the 49ers. I can see them beating Atlanta. I can see them being Houston in the last game of the year if the Colts are out of it. I can see them beating the Colts at home, which would be consistent with the last, you know, with the last four years playing the Colts where the home teams won every game. So I could see them winning four, getting the six, and I could see them winning two. I don't see any – I don't see any – they're going to win at least two. I don't, you, you know, and I, and I think the ceiling you, is four. You think they're going to win – Okay, so go through the schedule. Yeah, we'll Call do, for me. We'll do it right you're, here. You're good at guarantee. You're good at guaranteeing things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I, 
I just told you the four I could see them winning. Well, let's go so straight ones, down the you schedule. Gotta, you got to give order. them four. You said you're gonna. You think they might win two or four or three? Which All one? Right. Pick one. We're gonna go right down the schedule, and you can pick them live right here, Tony, if you'd like. All right. Here uh, we go. This, I'll pick them with. I'm, them. I'm, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, uh, I'll this, do it. You do it with me. If Tony won't do it, I'll do it. This week, San Francisco coming to town. I think they win. Yeah, we'll know. T- we'll know tonight. <laughs> after tonight, <laughs> okay. I'll give you a better idea after tonight. All right. Next week, Why? the Falcons are here. Uh, hold on. Back up. You're gonna watch the 49ers play tonight. Because I watched them on tape this week. I think they stink. So I think they can win that game. Who but I like to see the Rams. I want to see how they play the Rams. So, but my point is, they're playing up in for- San Francisco, right? Yeah. And the- so short week. To go across the country, the 49ers aren't winning this game no matter what. The yeah. Jags will win this game. And it's a lock. There it is. There it is. The lock? Is it a lock? No, but but think about this, Pete. That's a bad job schedule by the NFL. You can't give a team a Monday night game and then ask them to play across they, the country. Well, they thought it was like an exhibition game when they came that way. Oh, and it's, it's a, a bad scheduling. And they're not good, Tony. They're so banged up and they're not good. Yeah. They're they're bad. They lost McClinchy the right tackle. Their offensive line is bad. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm the Jags. Uh, you know what? I might give them that win too. Yeah, and it's a one o'clock yeah, kickoff time, ten a.m. Pacific. Uh, on all right, we'll give it. We'll give too. the Jaguars the win. All right, uh, and then the Falcons come to town, week twelve. I, I don't think, think the they'll Falcons. win that game, but they can. They can win that game. I think they I beat think the Falcons they're... too. That's two. All right. Tony's got them going on a nineteen ninety six like run. <laughs> go. He left them out of the wild card picture a moment ago, Tony. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I saw somebody put up the wild card picture the other day, and they had the Jaguars still in it. <laughs> Mathematically. Hey, go ahead. On. All right. At Keep the going. Rams. At the Rams. Good no. night. At no. the Titans. No. No. Home against the Texans. Yes. yes. At the Jets. Yes. Yes. At the Patriots. Yes, because I locked Wait, what, when is that Jet? When is that Jets game? December 26th, the day after Christmas. Oh, they're going to be cold and miserable. <laughs> they might not even win that one. No, I'm not going to give them that one. At the Patriots. No. No. January 2nd, and then home against the Colts. So two to four. It, it, it depends. It depends what the Colts are doing. If the Colts are in it, then no. If the Colts are out of it, then point flip. Yeah, I got two, two to four. Two to four. Two to four. That's what I That's said. That's what I just said, Pete. Wow. You're copying me. I'm not copying you. Yes, you are. You're a copycat. You went. You just put. If you had to pin yourself down, you'd say two. But you, you're you're being. Oh, they could win that one. They might win okay. that. One. They could win that one. I'm gonna lock it. Locking four wins. Four. Oh God! <laughs> Everybody in the building went no, no, please no, Urban's gonna come in there and knock the door down and say, "Get him, get Baselli. Where's Baselli? He's not in the studio, but get him the hell out of here." Uh, are you locking? locking four you're locking four total for the season, or four more? No, those four stretch more. Runs? He said so they're four gonna go. More. They're gonna go five hundred the rest of the way. Let's just clarify. Right. Just make sure that we're clarified there. Yeah. Okay, so six total yeah. for the yeah. season. So, so basically, you're saying the t- high end of your preseason prediction will be what they That's are. That's right. That's exactly All right. right. And what was my preseason prediction? You said three to five. Okay, and I think I'm gonna be right. You're gonna be wrong. You think they win five? They can win five, but I think they're going to win four. I think they're going to win two well, more. Th- then we're both right because I said four to six. All I know is that they're sweeping the AFC East still. I locked that one. I like <laughs> what if they don't win another one? Then we'll both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
<laughs> we were a little high. <laughs> would, would that surprise you? Yes, that would surprise me. They didn't win. Me too. Because like, the I think they're getting are... better. I think they're getting better. And they play hard. That matters. If they like, could there's, just no there's no get chance the they're There's no chance they're losing the Texans. That's not happening. You would, you would think not. But they already have once. Yeah, but that, that was, was the first game, bad. first game of the year for the coach and it the quarterback counts. on the road. I mean, that's tough. It counts. I, I just, I just think that they're getting better on defense, and whatever they are on offense, they're limited. Period. End of story. You can't and do anything with that. And if they have a good special teams day, you still have that. You know, they've scored a couple, you know, on long ones on special teams this year. You haven't had in a few weeks. It's been a little while, but that's a possibility at some point. So, J- JP, how many games do you think they're going to win? I said they're already sweeping the AFC East, so they're going to beat the Jets and that's the Patriots. Not the, that's, that's not the question. How many that's more games two. are they going to win? That's two. I think they can get the 49ers this week. I think they can get the Falcons. Uh, four. I'm going to give them four. And the so Texans, they're not so four the to te- five. They're not going to beat the Texans. I'll give them the Texans, not the Falcons, so four. So you're saying the same thing we're all saying. Four, yeah. I think it's four. So and then if the Colts, here's like the other said, thing to Colts look win, at as we go through this thing. How many games have they actually been blown to smithereens and had no chance of winning? Uh, the Seahawks. Yep. Week one. Uh, week one. Week that's one. two. I mean, really, the Titans game. I mean, they came back late, but I mean, with the kickoff yeah. return or whatever. That no, was, they, that yeah, they were. That, 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 that was three. That's three. That's three. Uh, uh, the Cardinals game ended up different. I mean, it was 31-19. Yeah, but they were in that game. and They were right. leading in the third quarter. They that's weren't right. really blown out they, of that game. That's right. They were blown out in the second was, half. Uh, the Titans. Titans game, Tony's right. That was a, that was was They were handled in that game. Titans. So, yeah. so, couple, right? so what, three? Three, yeah, three, of the nine, three of nine. Yeah. And, and, and so that that says something, too, I think. So, But, again, they're getting better, particularly on defense. They're better. I don't think they're going to get better on offense until they get receivers in there. So should we start going through the receivers? Did you watch Ohio State's receivers on Saturday? I think no, those two guys, could, they could walk in and start right now, the both three of them. They got three, they of, three them. of them. They got three of them. Hey, let's uh, come back in a moment. We're going to keep it real when we return. Your yes. favorite. Where's my case? It's, in, uh, it's on the mail. They just called me. They told me it's on the way. Don't worry about it. You have your Christmas it. presents to give everybody else. <laughs> Jack Horse Game Day Radio is brought to you by Five Star Credit Union. Do good, bank better. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville Sports Fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. On a Monday afternoon, after a Week 10 loss for the Jaguars to the Indianapolis Colts, and it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Well, we we touched on this a little earlier, but we're going to go back to it here. Offensive line play, taking a lot of heat on social media. Tony, how is it? Um, I don't like if you, I'll say this, if you were giving me a list of offensive issues, the offensive line would be at the bottom, meaning 
Right now, it's playing more consistent than any other group. Like, if you're saying, okay, who's playing at the higher level and consistently at the higher level? Is it quarterback, running back, offensive line, or wide receivers? And I'll lump in tight ends with the – or put tight ends as a separate group too. And I'm just saying right now it's the offensive line. It's the most consistent, best group. Can I – to help solidify – that and to get you a little angry can i give you some pff grades from yesterday <laughs> love it all right number one ranked offensive player was cam robinson oh yeah I would that surprised that. me yeah all right number three offensive player ben barch Ben's, uh, who called it who, who, who nailed you did it weeks ago you did weeks ago you did i was only yep. it was only about it was only about three weeks ago don't get a little ahead of yourself we, well by the way weeks ago it might even it might even been last no. week when you guaranteed no, the victory. But, it was weeks right. ago. Then Andrew Norwell, six best, and I think that grade's a little too high. I don't think he was very good in pass protection. Uh, Jawan Taylor, eighth best, and Tyler Shatley, eleventh best. So you had of the top eight players, you had four offensive linemen in it on Sunday. So there, that that solidified. I mean, not that their grades are accurate all the time, but that lit, lends no, you. No, but I'm just saying if you watch the tape. Yeah, they've been, a, I'm not saying it's perfect. Very few offense lines are. You know, but they're playing – are they playing good enough to win football games? Yes. Okay, and this is a question. So does this mean the end of Linder and Cam mm. in Jacksonville? I think Cam probably – Linder, Linder. It's a, it'll be a pricing question. I think this is his last year in his deal, if I'm not mistaken. So I think he might be a free agent after this year. I think he's got – Next year, doesn't he? I don't know. But either way, if, it, if he has one more year, it'll be a big number. If he doesn't, he's a free agent. Either way, they're going to ask the question, you know. Yeah, he's, they on can't. The, he's on the books for next year. Yeah. And, and, what's, his, and what's his number? $10 million cap hit. But yeah, let me I'll see what releasing, him, what releasing him would do. They don't save anything. They'd save the whole thing if they release him. There's no amortization or anything. So he could go. Well, the question keep, is, I think, remember, you have a bunch of cap space already. And so you need his cap space. Um, and I think, I'll say this, I would be in no hurry to release him because let's see what you do in the draft. You know, let's see what else you have out there. Are you are you comfortable with Casey McDermott as your backup to, uh, to Shatley? I mean, there's a lot you of... Do you think there's much difference between Shatley and Linder? I think, Shat, I think Linder's a little bit better of a pass blocker. I would agree. But uh, run game, probably Shatley's right there with him, right? Yeah, I think just as good. So $10 million and Shatley's contract is minimal. Yeah. Not that they need to save money, but why pay a right, guy? But, well, because you want to make sure you have depth. You don't want to do – you don't want to, you know – He's also I mean, coming off injury. Well, that's the other question. I mean, he's been injured quite a bit lately. Um, so I think those are all things you have to evaluate. But, I mean, at the same time – I don't think you're in a position to get rid of get rid of good solid football players either. He's only Unless he'll you, only be thirty. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, are you like are you really ready to get rid of him? Now, do I think you need to pay him ten million bucks a year? Do I think anyone else is going to pay him ten million bucks a year? Tony Baselli, Jaguars general manager. What would you do? 
I'm going to keep him on the roster until I get through the offseason, see what else okay. is out there. And see what I- okay, you get through the, you get through the offseason and you have a choice to bring him back with chat lead. Do you bring him back? Do I need, the, do I need his money to go sign anyone else? Well, you might. Well, I need to know that. I mean, I, I got to evaluate. But, but you're not going to bring him back at $10 million no matter what, is what you're saying. Well, I probably, basically, I would go to him and say, let's say I can't get a young player in, or anyone out in free agency or in the draft. I'd go back to him and say, hey, I want to extend you. I want to do a three-year deal. Instead of paying you 10 next year, I'll do, let's do three years, you know, $20 million. You know, and I'll guarantee you. 12 of it or something. You know, you do something like that. Like, so you lessen the cap number, you know, you spread it out, you get him till he's in his mid-30s. Don't forget, you got to pay the left tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to pay him a bunch of money, and you should pay him right now. He's playing, he deserves it. I agree. I would pay him. I didn't think I would be saying that, but I would pay him. Yeah, I, I think you have to. But I would pay him. I would also say, hey, I want to do a three-year deal. Same three years, sixty million guaranteed. He, he ain't gonna do that. He ain't gonna do that. Well, how much is he gonna get on the open market? To bad. The, the NFL offensive lines don't. You see him every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's okay. That's a good point. I mean, you gotta look at what. The, well, the one thing I would do is I'd franchise him. So now you take away some of his leverage. And say so I could play this franchise game because last year's franchise game was only thirteen million. So now you franchise again. Let's say it's seventeen million. Okay, I'll just right. keep on doing this until right. And right. and you know, look, Orlando Brown will be on the market. He's a better left tackle than Orlando Brown is. I thought Orlando Brown. Uh, no, he's got one more. Year. They didn't. They didn't sign his extension. He didn't sign him to an extension. Oh, the he Chiefs got, didn't. I thought, uh, no, you no. that. Piece. I thought in the trade. Yeah, I looked the other day. Over. No, I thought they extended him. No, look at his contract. Mm. They gave him a first rounder for him. I know that. He's got his contract expires at the end of this year. Oh, I, I mean, Cam's a way better player than he is. Way better. Way better. I mean, yeah, I'm taking Cam all day long over him. Like, I, think I, mean, right, I think Brown's a right tackle. I don't think he is. I know he is. Um, yeah. What? Okay, let's talk through left tackles right now in the NFL. Mm. Where does Cam Robinson rank? Oof. So, let's well, he's start. not as good as Trent Williams, but Trent Williams is 180 too. Hold on, I'm not. Why are we going all the way to Trent Williams? Let's go. Let's just start here. Let's start okay. the South. <laughs> okay. AFC South. I will argue right now, Cam Robinson's the best left tackle in the AFC South. Okay, so he's better than Lawan. Yes. Yep. He's better than Tunsil. Eric Fisher. Right and now, Fisher. yeah. Yes. He's okay. more physical okay. than Tunsil. He's a better agree. run blocker than Tunsil. Okay, okay. and Tunsil's okay. here all the time. Okay, let's go to the yeah. AFC West. He's better than Garrett Bowles. He's better than Orlando Brown. I don't he's think not, he's better. You wouldn't than, take him over than Slater. Nope. Although Slater's play has decreased a little bit the last couple uh, of weeks. Uh, I still like Slater. Okay, I'll say this. It's a coin toss between Slater and him. I mean, okay. But I, I would probably take Slater just because he's okay. younger and cheaper. He's younger and okay. cheaper, so i take him. Okay, and then, um, and, you, and then you get to uh, the Raiders. Oh, Raiders. Yeah, Colton Miller. Take yeah. Okay. Okay. So Steelers, Steelers have a rookie left tackle. No. Bengals have uh, Jonah oh. Williams. No. Um. Browns. Browns, you take. Would you take Wills over him? 
That's close. Wills is like he's good. Okay. Take so, Wills. And he's cheaper. But it's close. Okay. And then, and then the Ravens, you would you would take oh. him over Villanueva. He stinks. Yes. Okay. okay. So I'll, there's I'll one. It. So you have one definite and, and a project in Slater who's you take. Yeah, there's 50, 50 50. There's two. Um, okay. I'm not taking Miami's. I'm not taking Buffalo's. I'm not taking. Um, you would take. You would consider. He, Cordy Glenn's as good as. Uh, I'm not Cordy Glenn. Not, uh, what's uh, Deion Dawkins. Deion Dawkins is as good as. Um, this year, the way they're playing, I'm taking Cam. So they're the same. They're the same. They're about the same. Come on. Okay, if you're, I'm putting Slater ahead. I'm putting Dawkins behind. I'm just my. I'll get okay. to my point here in a second. Yeah. Buffalo, no. Um, Patriots, no. And uh, and the Jets. And the Jets. Becton when he's there. No, I'm taking Becton's not consistent. Go watch you would take, him, Pete. No, uh, but he's also Cam. played a year and not even a full year of games. I'm taking Cam. I'm, my point <laughs> is, Cam is the, he's the second or third best left tackle in the AFC. Go to the NFC now. I, I'm making a point. He here. might be. Well, he might be the second or third best left tackle in the AFC. Yeah. But by the way, where'd JP go? I'm right here. I'm still listening. Okay, because we don't see we're just we're getting in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm enjoying JP, this. JP, okay, so two or three. Let's go to the NFC. Okay, NFC. He's better than the Giants. He's better than the uh, who has a second year player. So you, that kid's going to be know, good. It you doesn't can't. matter. You don't know that. I'm just saying he's better. He's better than the the Eagles. He's better than the uh, um, Washington the Washington football team. Yes, and he he's better than not uh, better than Dallas. He's not better than Dallas. Okay, fine. I'll give Tyron, but Tyron Smith has been hurt up. But okay, I'm fine. Okay, let's go to the South now. He's better than um, Jake Matthews. Yes, he's he's better than. Um, he's not better than Armstead. Okay, there's two. I I would say he's Donovan Smith. He's as better or good as better than Donovan same, Smith. Same, so same. So the ballpark. Okay, same and. Uh, Who's the other one? Who, who are we missing that league? Carolina. This is terrible. It's Cam. No, terrible. So it's two. Okay. He's better than the uh, – okay, not Trent Williams. He's not as good as Trent Williams. Um, he's not better than better. Whitworth. Right now, yes. I'm taking him over Whitworth. Whit, go watch Whitworth. <laughs> like younger. Okay, go watch him, Pete. When he when they get stuck playing drop-back football, what happens? He's not, he's not better than Whitworth. But go ahead. Keep going. Okay, he's better than the uh, – uh, he's better than Seattle's guy right now. He's playing terrible, Dwayne yes. Brown. He's better than the Niners guy, too. He's better than Niners guy, okay. No, no, Trevor Williams is Niners guy. You're better than the Arizona guy. He's better, Arizona better than Arizona. Guy. And then we're going, what's the other division? One last. Oh, oh Green Bay. He's better than Green Bay's right now because Bakhtari's out. He's not he's better, better than Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins is a good left tackle. He's a guard, but he's played good at left tackle. But Bakhtiari, whoever plays there is better than him, whoever it is. Bakhtiari's better okay, than Okay, I'll give you that's four. That's four. So that's four guys. He's better than the Bears. He's better than the um, and the Vikings got a rookie. And he's better than the Vikings and the, and he's equal to Decker and the Lions. He's equal. They're the same. My point is he's he, a top he ten. He's a top eight uh, ten a, tackle. That's all my point is. You pay right. that guy. Pay that man his money. He's top ten, top eight in his position. You would have had him pay Luke Jokel a second contract. I, I don't know what you're never, talking that's about. That's not true. You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> JP, why are you spinning the football? That was a good segment. Did so we go we get my feet off the table. I was resting while I was listening to this my, conversation. My point Riveting. Is, 
Cam Robinson, who I questioned whether they should franchise him this year. I was I was hesitant to do what they did, and because I, I wondered would he show up after he got paid. He's a better player after getting paid than he was before he got paid. He's well, he hasn't exactly got paid. He got a he got a franchise tag. So now he's got to go play again. But he's got to go play again. He's playing for the next deal or for the next. No, he no, so you're wrong. He hasn't been paid yet. Would you pay? Would I pay? I tag him and try and negotiate a deal to my liking again, like you said. Me too. Same thing I would do. That's why. Just follow me, Pete. I'll take you where we need to go. No, you. you Actually, you, you guys follow great. me. I'll take you where we need to go tonight. We'll need to come back and get to social media questions. That was Keeping It Real by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. 30 minutes left of this one tonight. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Let the Jaguars listen to 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us after the Jaguars fell to the Colts in Week 10, 23-17. It's time for social media questions. And Tony, I must say, you look really excited for this segment. I'm ready. He loves it. Okay. He loves it, JP. I know he I does. Was, I, was, I, I was on Twitter actually looking at the questions, JP. That's yeah. what I was, I was scanning. I was you were, doing pre-segment work. You were researching. I like that. Let's get to it then. We put out the bat signal earlier. Here's the best we came up with. At Zach Bierman. What percentage of Trevor's struggles to this point are on him, and what percentage is on the wide receivers and offensive coordinator? I think it's 43.7643 on him. And I can't uh, wait to hear the other number. <laughs> yeah, I can't no. wait to hear the other percentage. <laughs> right, I can't wait. 53.23645 on Daryl Bevel. That doesn't add up. No, it doesn't. But what did you? So you you put it on the receivers, <laughs> or on on him and the and the, what do you put it on? So I'll, let me. I'll give you a right. Here's the answer. I put on. I put ten uh, percent on the offensive line. I put fifteen percent on the quarterbacks. I mean on the uh, on the uh, tight ends. I put. Um, I put twenty five. Uh, I put five percent on the running back. I put twenty percent on the quarterback, and I put twenty five percent on the receivers and twenty five percent on the coach. I think one hundred percent. People add it up. All right. I put more on the wide receivers. I put more on the coach. I'd probably go thirty and thirty for the. And I'd probably go thirty five and twenty five because I think the receivers are the main problem. Uh, and then offensive line, probably 10, like you said. Tight ends, I mean, yeah, I guess recently, though, it's hard to put it on Arnold. Right. He's playing fine. He's been good. So I'd probably go 5% on them. And then the staff for who they hired. <laughs> put the rest on. <laughs> on the head coach. I mean, it's, it's a bad offense. It's a bad offense. It's a bad offense. It, and, and I will say this. I think there will be major changes to the offense after the season. Major. How? Nobody's told me that. Huh? Like how? New, new, 
New offense, new coordinator, a whole new thing. He thinks there'll be changes at the coaching level. What are you saying, JP? I, I've heard that, yes. Uh, and draft a wide receiver. And sign one in free agency. No, there isn't anything in free agency worth a damn. Still going to sign. You're not getting Devontae Adams. All right, draft would you trade two. two first rounders for Devontae Adams? No. Would you? I would. Yeah. No. Wow. wow. By the way, uh, your first why? two numbers. Oh, yeah. Why? Why? Why, Pete? Two? I might trade one and something else. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Would you trade your first and second rounder? Both are going to be top ten in the in the round next year to the Packers for Devontae Adams. Is he also going to morph into a guy who can rush the pass or two? No, I'm just asking you the question, Pete. First no, I would not. I, I would. Because you're going you're to have to pay him the highest, make him the highest paid receiver in the league, too. Fine. You immediately. Yeah, you know he, what? He's, you know he's what? young. He's not young. Well, he, how old is he? 26, 27? I think he's older than that. He's older than that. No. Yeah, he is. He's 28. He's 28. He's going to be 29. He'll be 29 in December. Okay, he has a good five years left in him. JP, would you do that? One first round pick or two? Or would you draft? Would you draft? Would you rather have Devontae Adams or draft a guy like Garrett Wilson in the first round and come back and get another one in the second round? I'll tell you what, Garrett Wilson looked pretty damn good last Saturday. From, From Ohio State. Ohio State kid, number five. So would you take Garrett? Okay, who's going to be better for the next three years? Garrett Wilson or Devontae Adams? Devontae Adams, but you also don't have anybody else. If you get another one in the second round, you get two. So you They need more receivers. than one. They need more than one. They need three. So the first three picks of the draft no. receivers? No. <laughs> two are from Ohio State, one's from Alabama. They're all former Ohio State guys. Why not? Bring them all which, Ala- which Alabama kid would you take? Would Jameson, you take one? Jameson Williams. Speed That's who burner, I would take. Deep ball guy. I'll say this. Went to Ohio Number State. One. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say this. I didn't. I probably wouldn't make the trade. I didn't know Devontae Adams was 29 next year. For some reason, I thought no, not next year. He's going to be 29 next month. Well, that's what I mean. I didn't. Next season, he'll be 29 yeah. years old. Yeah. I didn't. I wouldn't make that trade. That's old. That's getting up there. So I would, uh, yeah. You draft a wide receiver, though. Who's the best young wide receiver? What What do you mean? Like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase? Okay, would you call call Minnesota and say, we'll give you a first and a second for uh, Justin Jefferson? Yes. (laughs) They wouldn't wouldn't do it, would they? They wouldn't do it. No, of course not. You have two first rounders for Justin Jefferson. I think about it. That quarterback needs wow. that. Wow. By the way, you know, it, used to, it used to be you didn't need well, you didn't need that guy. You need that guy now. Because here's the thing, Pete. Let me ask you a question. Who won the uh, Jalen Ramsey trade? Uh, the Rams did. Yeah, we got the two players. We got C.J. Henderson and um, and. Uh, What's his name? The 45. Uh, is it C.J. Henderson or Chazon. was it Chason? No, it Chason and C.J. Henderson. Both of them. Got. Two, yeah. Those the are two, two first rounders. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. no that's, I'm sorry. Different year. So we oh. got uh, – it was – who's who's the year before we got? It was uh, Chason. And who, who's the year before we picked? It was this year. It was a running back. 
It was ETN. Oh, yeah. ETN. So ETN. ETN and Chase yeah. on. Sorry. Yeah. ETN yeah. and Chase on. Who won? The Rams did. Who would you go sign Chris Godwin? Is Chris Godwin a number one, Pete? That's a good question. That's what I mean. He's going to be here, here's who the receiver is going to be on the market. Devontae Adams. If you could yeah. get him as a free agent, but he won't come here. You get no. Allen Robinson, no. Yeah. Chris Godwin. How fast Will, is Chris Godwin? He's not a burner. He's pretty good, though. He is pretty good. And how much you should pay him? How they get some speed. Him? They can bring back – here, they can really upgrade the receiving core. They can bring back Allen Robinson and Keelan Cole. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> me. They're both like unrestricted. Uh, a homecoming. Brain hurts, dude. Right? <laughs> I would take a long look at Chris Godwin. How about this? How about going and get a young guy in the first round and Chris Godwin? Because everything I hear about Chris Godwin is he's a pro. He's a great kid. He's a great kid. So, so you, get God, you, you get Godwin and you draft Garrett Wilson. All of a sudden, your receivers are – because anybody – then you can fit the third one in whoever it is. That's right. And you're Keenan Cole is your third. Will DJ Chark come back on a one-year deal? Ooh. I don't have a choice, Pete. Yeah, I mean, anywhere well, is there. You go, to, right? There you go. Bring him back. Oh, let's move along. Show. Oh, by the Maybe way, they have I, a cornerback they can convert to wide receiver. To start. Oh, <laughs> by the way, uh, <laughs> so you're, the first two numbers of the percentages you threw out <laughs> add up to ninety-seven point zero 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 seven five. So that's not a hundred. Dang it! Well, the other. Two point zero 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 five four. I give to the uh, tight ends. Okay, let's move along. Gave something? Are you just throwing a piling on the tight ends? Yeah, just piling it on. <laughs> Why not? Just like Pete does all the time. Question number two on social media at John Rowall. What changes would you make on offense to help with Trevor's development the second half of the season, Pete? I feel like this one's just set up for you. I would get those receivers to do more bunch and picks and rubs and stuff. Get them free. They can't win in ISOs. They're not ISO route receivers. They can't win. There's no, we've seen that. Okay, it's halfway, at halftime, we were halfway through the season and we still know they can't win. So do something to get them free. Get creative. You know, I'm so tired of hearing Pete talk about bunch, rubs, picks, and everything else. Do it just so Pete shuts up. How about that? Yeah, that'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, but even you admit, you're hearing it more and more, and more in that town, too. And and people around the league say the same thing. They're very predictable. You know, people around town are right. saying that Pete's talking about it too much. You know, I don't know. That's people true. Are, people heard, are saying, I Tony, I, I hear that a lot. Tony, I don't know. People and I saying. get it on Twitter how smart I am because they all agree with me. I, you know, Pete, that's not the, what I get. I hear like, hey, has Pete gained weight? And he's not very smart. That's what I get. Those are the two I no. get. No, one of the two is accurate. <laughs> I, I said, Just like I you, said, 360. Uh, no, 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 no. And I, I get a lot. Of, the, the, does, does Pete have like a little turkey, uh, little turkey, uh, what's that thing? Turkey neck going? <laughs> no. Little beard? Hang all I know is all I know is moving. It's moving. All I know is all I know is three weeks ago you told me you were on a diet. Yeah, I'm starting Monday. <laughs> no, like three weeks ago three you weeks. said you said you were on a diet and that was it. It was over with. Okay. It was done with. I got a challenge for you. Okay. No, I'm done. 
Fat Bowl season. I got no challenges during Fat Bowl season. Who can lose the most weight between now and Super Bowl Sunday? No. Let's do this. Why? No, who, can lose the, who will lose the most weight by now and your induction ceremony? Well, that could be. That could oh. be oh, I mean, oh. when's that going to be? That could be, like, be, like, be like 30 years. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I was letting Tony say it. I might not be around for that. <laughs> He's digging a hole again for you, Pete. I don't know. No, no. That's uh. that's this. Th- that'll be next summer. Okay. So how are we going to, we got to weigh in. I'm in. I'm not, I'm not weighing in. I don't want to weigh in. We'll weigh in. in. <laughs> you don't want to weigh in? Wait a hey. Who's that? I'll weigh in. Like, you're not going to do it, Pete? If, if Baselli gets doesn't get in, I go on a hunger strike. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't want to talk about that right now. No, I All do. Right, Is it starting to get – we're starting to build momentum. We're building momentum. Let's get the next question. Next question. Look, he dodges. He always dodges this. He does. He he deflects, parries that punch away. Let's get to one more question question. on social media. That's all we got time for. Uh, At Destin Ray, uh, what is the number one glaring need for this team in the? Let's not do this question. We already answered all this stuff. What's the number one glaring need? Will Tony lock the game? Uh, We've already talked about the glaring need as receivers, and yes, he's locked the game. This is at Duval underscore twenty four. After making some scared. I locked that they're going to win four games. Yeah, he didn't lock the game. I thought you did. I thought you locked the Niners game. No. No, I You counted that as one of the four. You counted that as one of the four. No, I got four games no matter. No, he didn't lock it. But I think you should lock it. Yeah, I'm not locking it. No. You said everything's in their favorite. Three time zones, one o'clock game, short Urban might punch you. Yeah, he might. Okay, fine. You know what? Lock it. Oh. It's a lock. Right <laughs> you know, if the 49ers go out tonight and destroy the Rams, he's going to be like, oh, no, what did I do? Where's the key? Let's unlock this. All right, our next question at Duval underscore 24. After making scheme adjustments, this defense is much improved. What grade will you give them now? Who would you pound the table for them to re-sign for 22? I never miss this show, and I hope you keep it going for years to come. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. I got 10 more to go because Tony killed me at 10. Remember? <laughs> a couple weeks ago, he said I wasn't going to make it to 10. Right. right. Um, Okay, there's a lot of questions in there. Who would so, you bring? The, number one, they, 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 I think they, simplif- they simplified stuff in the back half. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think they got more aggressive in there. And Josh Allen's playing better. I mean, bottom line, he's, he's playing good football. Who am I signing? Who are you pounding it to? Yeah. Josh, uh, Josh Allen. I, I, want, you gotta, I mean, I would sign him early as you can. You got to bring him back. You can't let Josh Allen walk out of this building ever. Okay, but at do, this point. do you let, do you let, um, you also, so you'll tag, You'll franchise tag Cam Robinson and re-sign Josh well, but, Allen. You, but you still have John, this is only Josh Allen's third year, so you you, you have him for two I mean, more years, right? You don't have, so you let him play next year in his rookie deal, and then you go and lock him up. Then you go lock him up during yeah. the season. Yeah. So like I'm, you I'm can't sign him all. Like who is who's on defense that becomes free agent this year? I'm not. I'm not. Taven can go. I, I love him. He's great. He's playing better football. But I mean, I'm not going to pound the table for Taven. No, but if you got him on a veteran minimum deal or something with some Fine. incentives, I'll take him. Go. I'll take him. Who on defense? Well, nobody. Yeah, free. Yeah, nobody. Not many. nobody. You, you don't have to pound the table for anybody. They're all back. Welcome back. Uh, there you have it. Our social questions are in. We'll come back in a moment. We'll look around the league in week number ten. Here's some radio calls and wrap it up. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. 
Fat Tony, Jaguars Today, all Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. After a Week 10 loss for the Jaguars, J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli. Uh, Pete, we were talking about receivers a moment ago, the, the draft guys and all that. Think about Jamison Williams at Alabama. Couldn't get on the field at Ohio State. He played in the in the playoff last year, but that was it. I mean, he was, wasn't out there a whole lot. He, those guys well, are so good exactly, at Ohio State. He wasn't exactly on the field all the time for Alabama early in the year either. No, he was. was he? Yeah, he was. Absolutely. From day one. Absolutely. He had a 94 yeah, yard in the first mu- game. He didn't play as much as some of them other guys did, though. He had a 94 hey, yard attention. touchdown in the first You're game. Are you, are you really questioning JP, who knows all things Crimson Tide? Called, all things uh, Crimson Tide? He was on the field all day don't against question, Miami. What hey, don't about? question JP. JP. Yes. The other guy was the lead receiver when the season Mechie. started. John Matchy was. I'm with you on that. But Williams yeah. was out there. Okay. It wasn't like he wasn't playing. He was playing. He was getting the ball, too. Anyway, but but he couldn't, now he couldn't, become, couldn't get on the field at Ohio receiver. State. That's how good those three guys are, are at Ohio State. That's my point. So we'll see. And well, Ohio no, State might score sixty this week against Michigan State. They have the worst pass defense in football. Uh, let's go. So question. Yeah. Question on on the uh, um, the uh, receivers in next year. I mean, like, let's assume we pick. If we win six games, we'll pick ten. Nine, they're, 10, not, they're not winning six games, so they'll pick six or seven or eight, something like that. Well, hey, will any of those? I mean, will those top receivers yeah. be there? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's and go. You, and and you got to get a, a one who can run. You know that. <laughs> got to run. Got to be able to run. Oh, you, oh, you don't want a slow guy? You're saying don't get a guy who can't run. Well, yeah, we've seen slow guys get picked in the first round, and they haven't worked out. Yeah, you can't do that. Not ideal. Uh, let's go around the National Football League, get to some calls. Let's start with the Dallas Cowboys hammering the Falcons. The Cowboys open the scoring. Prescott DeLam, a 13-yarder. Brad Sham with the call on the Dallas Cowboys radio network in 105.3, the fan in Dallas. Prescott in the gun, pointing, maybe changing something. One receiver split wide right, back to throw, looking left, looking, throwing, into the end zone for Lamb on the left side of the end zone, leaping, caught it, touchdown Cowboys. That got him going. They didn't slow down at all, Pete. Yeah, that was a – the Falcons made a really weird decision. It was 7-3, and they had a fourth and seven, and they could have kicked a 49-yard field goal, I think it was, with a good kicker, and they went for it. Well, they got stopped. It was an incomplete pass. And on the very next play, or next drive, they went right down the field and got it made a 14-3. The game was over. That was These guys are out of control with this stuff sometimes now. What what Cowboy team are we going to get? This? I mean, it's like, is it the team who played the Broncos and got just killed, or the team that killed the Falcons? Who are they? Well, we'll know a little bit this week. They play the Chiefs in Arrowhead this week. Mm. Great matchup. Find Great out. matchup. Find First out. one to 40 wins. <laughs> Patriots over the no, Browns, big 45-7. The Bills hammered the Jets, 45-17. Yes, stay there at the pa- JP, stay at the Patriots. Watch out, because here come the Patriots. They have a really good best coaching job. It's his best coaching job ever right now. He, he's a great coach. They got a rookie quarterback. Like They make it easy on the rookie quarterback, too, by the way. They really do. Mac Jones, so Jacksonville kid. Smart, accurate, and they make hey, it easier. 
It's not like he has a bunch of weapons running around out to, at the receiver position that you're like, oh, no, but they scheme them up. They know how to scheme them up. I'm just telling you, they're good. That's fun. That's exciting. I'm happy for Mac Jones. Lions and Steelers play to a 16-16 tie after overtime. Pat Fryermuth fumbled in the final seconds of overtime. Dan Miller had the call courtesy of WXYTFM 97 won the ticket and the Detroit Lions radio network. Mason Rudolph leans in. He's got it. Throws the out pattern to Fryermuth. He loses the football. It's free on the ground. It is the Lions football. The Lions picked it up again. The second forced fumble in overtime, and they come out of there with it. The Lions have got the football with eight seconds left, recovered by Trey Flowers. Might have been one of the ugliest overtimes ever, Pete. Well, I mean, people act like the Steelers would have won the game if he didn't fumble. They had to kick a long field goal even after that. It would have been a, a long one. I mean, they, there's no guarantee in that place. It's hard to kick in that place yeah. that they were going to make wet, it. So. And it was rainy. And that was gross. It was gross. It was a gross game, ugly game. It deserved to end of the tie. Titans over the Saints, 23-21. Washington over the Buccaneers. What happened to the Bucs, Pete, quickly? You know, it's funny. Early in that game, Tommy was a little jumpy. When he starts getting jumpy, he got pressure on the inside. He starts throwing balls all over the place. He didn't play well. They didn't play well. Hey, Pete, hey, Pete what happened uh, to the Saints? You told me the Saints were going to beat the Titans. The Titans are the best team in all of football right now. Are they the best team in all of football? Yes. I I picked the Titans to win that game, by the way. I just said the Saints would be close, and it was. So they lost by last, two. Last week on this show, you said the Saints would win. I said they have a chance to win. I didn't lock no, anything. You, so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along. Panthers over the Cardinals. <laughs> Cam Newton in the game in the first quarter and in the end zone. Nick Mixon on the Carolina Panthers radio network. 6'5", 245 pounds, three-time pro bowler Cam Newton. McCaffrey swings out of the backfield, wide to the right. Newton's going to run right in the grass, breaks a tackle. McCaffrey, (laughs) Newton, everybody celebrating, touchdown right side. First play, a touchdown. Cam Newton. He's got his helmet off, and he's pumped. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, well, he's yelling with his helmet off after the touchdown. He's back, Pete. Yeah, I like that. I'm back. And you know what? He's starting this week. He's their starting quarterback. From here on out, he will be their starting quarterback. And they need—they got a good defense. He's really back, defense. and he cost them 15 yards on that play. Right. <laughs> would you Would you be mad? No. No. Good I point. Vikings over the Chargers, 27-20. The Eagles over the Broncos, 30-13. The Eagles' defense got on in on the act. Ooh. Darius Slay, fumble return for a score. Mel Reese on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Under center this time is Bridgewater with Melvin Gordon behind him. Fourth and one. He gives to Gordon, and Gordon is knocked down. Football comes loose. Eagles come up with it. Slay picks it up. Slay running with the ball. And Slay takes off to the far side of the field, to the 30, to the 40. Slay running away from people. Slay at the 40, the 30, the 20, 10, 5, touchdown, I think, Darius Slay. (laughs) It counted 83 yards, Eagles win. (laughs) Well, I mean, it counted because Teddy Bridgewater... What was Teddy Bridgewater doing? Did you see it? Yes, he just. He t- Let me. What would you do as a player if you saw that the next day? I would say something like, "What are you doing, dude? Like, throw yourself in there." Right. First of all, you're not 
Tom, like Tom Brady, like you're not Teddy Bridgewater, like make a play because the game was still in doubt. It's not like yeah, it was twenty. They were going in to tie it when he fumbled. It was fourth down. They were going in to tie it. Right. If that's like the end, you're down twenty-one at the end of the game. Right. I get it. Right. Get out of the way. Right. Your quarterback. Right. But like we're still in the game. By the way, you tackle him at midfield. We get a three and out. We get the ball back. Right. Bad play. That was that was embarrassing. I agree. Final couple scores. Packers over the Seahawks. First shutout of the Seahawks in 10 years. The Chiefs over the Raiders, 41-14. Time for Monday Night Football. Tonight, the L.A. Rams at 7-2. Get Von Miller for the first time on defense. They'll visit Santa Clara. And the San Francisco 49ers at 3-5 will get an early live scouting report. Who you got tonight, Pete? I got the Rams. It's a. Oh, it's wow. going to be bad. That's a bad 49ers offensive line. The right tackle is going to be making might be right tackle might be making his first start this week. McGlinchey's out. Tom Compton might not be there. So they got problems. What, Pete? What happens if? What is the 49ers record right now? They're they got three, three wins. And five. Three and five. Listen, listen. What if they end up six and eleven? There's problems because there's you hear rumblings that there's some issues between. Kyle and John Lynch. They have issues. There's issues. Who there. goes who goes first? Lynch or Kyle? John Lynch goes. Wow. Wow. There you have it. Monday Night Football is in. Pete, have a great week. We'll talk to you. All right, guys. Take Tony, care. You, guys. you too. Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, our entire crew, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber. That'll do it for our show. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.